It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of PantherswIre.com hitting you guys back up for another edition. And today we're talking quarterbacks. We're talking uh, the quarterback depth chart on the Carolina Panthers. We're going to talk some rookie quarterbacks. Because, in fact, I just wrote an article for Panthers Wire, which you can check out, talking about some of the rookie quarterbacks coming in this class and those that could potentially be backing up Cam Newton next season. So we'll discuss that a little bit, and we'll talk about, actually, the quarterback I pegged in today's daily mock draft for the Carolina Panthers that I did today. So we're actually going to start there, I think. We're going to talk... The mock draft that I did today for the Panthers. And cornerback, of course, is certainly one of the needs for the Panthers. And to kind of set things first, I did use Matt Miller's board. Bleacher Report's Matt Miller used his draft board, used Fanspeak's needs, and used the difficult setting between either difficult or classic. Again, a reminder for those that uh, haven't seen it yet. Uh, the Daily Mock Draft is a project that a lot of us, including a couple of us here at the Locked On Network, including guys like Chris Thornton of the Jaguars, Mark Schofield of the Patriots, we simply just do a mock draft every day. We go to Fanspeak, which is one of the top draft simulators. You can go on and set up your settings and just mock as much as you want for your favorite team. So we go in and we do a mock every day. So I went in using, again, Matt Miller's board and the other settings. And Isaiah Oliver, the cornerback out of Colorado, was sitting there for the taking at number 24 overall. So, again, figure, see what happens if I take a cornerback with my first pick. A lot, I think a lot of the mocks I've been doing, actually, have been more edge with the first pick or offensive guard. Haven't really done... Or even safety, because I've had a few mock drafts where I've taken Derwin James with the first pick. But I don't think I've had too many, if any, uh, mock drafts so far where I've taken a cornerback with the first pick. So I played around with that a little bit. So I took Isaiah Oliver of Colorado, who is starting to become a guy a lot of people are certainly intrigued by and certainly has first-round talent. Uh, six feet, 190. Uh, underclassman of Colorado, but he was one of the better, one of the better cornerbacks uh, this this past season. Certainly in in the Pac-12. Uh, just looking at his bio page, uh, 32 career passes defended, 29 breakups, three interceptions. That's that ranked second among all Pac-12 defenders, and. Uh, he was in a tie, tie for 11th most in Colorado history as far as pass defended. He was an all Pac-12 midseason first team by Pac-12 reporter John Wilner. So definitely a uh, definitely a top guy. And he was also a punt returner for Colorado. So again, 
could be one of those guys that takes a little bit of pressure off of someone like Christian McCaffrey when it comes to the return game. So very versatile in that front. Similar to Mike Hughes of Central Florida, who is someone that I'm intrigued by in that sense as well with his versatility. So that was the top pick. Then I went receiver in round two with Christian Kirk out of Texas A&M. I know a lot of people are clamoring for a wide receiver. So this version, uh, today's wide receiver is Christian Kirk. Then went with Tim Settle, who is a guy I've started to hear some buzz on and have been seeing people talk about him on, on Twitter. Uh, a guy a lot of people seem to really like, seems to really move well for a guy his size. I think they said he's about 340 pounds, but he moves so well. Uh, he's a defensive lineman from Virginia Tech. Then I finally dipped to the offensive line and took Sam Jones, the guard out of Arizona State, who was one of the top run-blocking linemen in the Pac-12 and one of the better linemen in the nation, actually. Kylie Fitz in round five, who thank my buddy John Ledyard for kind of pointing my attention toward him at the Senior Bowl. He's definitely, uh, it looks like he's going to go in the mid-rounds, but he looks like he is a guy that has some upside and can bring some of that uh, energy to the pass rushing rotation for the Panthers. Trayvon Henderson is a guy I got to look at at the Senior Bowl and had some moments of safety out of Hawaii. And then I went with the quarterback. Grabbed potentially the new backup quarterback. I went with Logan Woodside in the seventh round. That was pick 234 overall. He's a quarterback out of Toledo. And then wrapped it up with Jarvian Franklin, the running back out of Western Michigan. Um... Let's kind of dive a little bit into Logan Woodside. Now, I'll admit I haven't gotten to see much of Woodside or some of these late-round guys, but you know, he is listed 6'1", 206. Was, uh, but I know Toledo definitely had a uh, pretty good season. I believe... I can't remember if they won the Conference USA or were in contention, but I know I know Toledo in general had a good season. Uh, looking at his numbers, Mike White – or I'm sorry, Mike White. I don't know why I think in Conference USA, and I brought up Mike White. But Logan Woodside had uh, 3,882 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions in 2017. He actually threw for 45 touchdowns in 2016, throwing for over – 4,100 yards and throwing nine touch or nine interceptions. So he has 93 career touchdowns and over 10,500 career passing yards at Colorado. And so that kind of ties into what we're going to talk about as far as the potential rookies and these uh, and who the Panthers might take. And again, I wrote. Wrote up an article looking at a few guys that could potentially be the backup now to Cam Newton. Woodside actually was not one of the guys I wrote about. Uh, he just happened to be the guy that I that I drafted in this mock. But I'll kind of run through 
and again, you can check out the full article over at Panthers Wire, but I'll kind of talk a little bit about some of the guys I mentioned. So I started with Mason Rudolph, and I kind of went in order by where these guys might go uh, as far as where their draft stock might be. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So starting with Mason Rudolph, he of course was the prolific prolific passer out of Oklahoma State, one of the leaders in the nation actually in terms of passing yards and passing touchdowns. Of course, he had an injury that had to sideline him for the senior bowl, but he should be okay. And uh, from, from what I'm gathering, from what, if, what it's looking like, he could be a day two pick, maybe an early day two pick. Uh, I know there's, I've, I've seen in the past. And again, these are just like small buzzes and whatnot, but I've seen, you know, him being pegged to the Patriots or, or at least some analysts are linking him to the Patriots as potentially the, uh, I guess, heir apparent to Tom Brady. So if the Panthers want to go after Mason Rudolph, they're probably going to have to spend a an early pick on him because he's probably not going to last too much longer uh, after the first round is in the books. Then I went down and talked about Luke Falk of Washington State. Now, granted, I'm not really a fan of Luke Falk, uh, and mostly because you know he, he just makes some poor throws in some pretty big situations. Um, I keep going back to his game against Washington, the Apple Cup, the end of the regular season, and just some of the poor throws he made and the number of interceptions that he threw which really hurt Washington State's chances uh, to win that game. Uh, Granted, Washington State, I don't believe, had anything. I don't believe they would have been able to make the the, uh, Pac-12 championship had they won. I believe if Washington State had won, uh, I believe Stanford would have been in the conference title game anyway, but still... Uh, it was an ugly performance for Luke Falk, and that's really. And I, I know it's one game, but it's just something I, I keep coming back to when it comes to how much potential I think this guy has. So basically, I think Falk at best is probably a career backup. He could be a guy that could come in in a pinch if you need him. You know, if say your starter goes down, like say he lands with the Panthers, and say Newton gets banged up and has to come out for a couple plays. You know, Falk can kind of tread water and keep the ship afloat. But if Newton were to be out for an extended period of time, I don't really know if Falk is good enough to really carry the team for a number of weeks, like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, what have you. But that said, you know, NFL teams could be in love with him. You never know. Uh, he is six foot four, and we know the NFL seems to certainly like taller quarterbacks. 
you know, granted, we do have some of the successful shorter quarterbacks, but they seem to be the exception, not the rule. Uh, the next one could be Baker Mayfield because he clocked in at six feet, which was actually a plus for him because a lot of people thought he was going to clock in at under six feet, like about 5'11", but he did, did measuring at six feet at the Senior Bowl, which was big for him. But um, height is always still a big thing when it comes to NFL quarterbacks, so 6'4 is definitely a positive for Luke Falk. And if the Panthers want to go after him, it would probably take one of their two third-round picks to get him. I don't know if he'll be there in day three. I can definitely see Falk going uh, later in day three, or, or day two, rather, in uh, round three. Then the next guy I talked about is actually a favorite of mine. One of my favorites, and that's Kyle Lalletta. I have really become a fan of Kyle Lalletta and really been intrigued by his upside. I saw a little bit of his film before the Senior Bowl and thought it was pretty good. And then he showed his upside at the Senior Bowl. And I actually got a chance to talk to him at the Senior Bowl at Media Day and after one of the practices. Uh, he told me that Richmond did run a pro-style offense because I asked him you know, how do you feel competing against some of these big names or some of these top quarterbacks? And he told me that he came from a pro-style offense at Richmond, so he felt very comfortable with taking snaps under center and things like that, which, of course, some of the top quarterbacks have not had much experience in. Case in point, Baker Mayfield, obviously. Oklahoma, they run a lot of shotgun. Uh, Mason Rudolph at Oklahoma State, a lot of shotgun. You see that a lot in the Big 12. I think even Luke Falk ran a good bit of shotgun. So that was one thing that Lawletta had going for him going into the senior bowl, and you were, you were definitely able to see it. Now, Mayfield was able to pick up on it real quick. You know, there was no question in my mind that Mason, or excuse me, that uh, Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback at the senior bowl, and to me it wasn't even close. But I did still come away intrigued by the upside of Kyle Lalletta, and actually, I I think he would definitely be one of the better options for being a potential selection for the Carolina Panthers as far as backup quarterback. Because, again, just looking quick at the depth chart, Cam Newton, of course, has the big cap number, so he's obviously not going anywhere. But the only other quarterback you have on the roster right now is Garrett Gilbert. Because Derek Anderson is, is a free agent. And I would probably take Laletta over both of those guys. Anderson, you know, yeah, he's kept, kept the team afloat in some of his spot starts and, you know, his emergency call-ups. But I would not be opposed to the idea of the Panthers letting Anderson walk or even bringing him back as maybe a veteran presence for a potential rookie quarterback. You know, bring him in. Let a mentor, let a mentor guy like Loletta, or even the next guy that I talked about, which was Kurt Benkert of Virginia. Uh, Benkert definitely had some opposite end of the spectrums as far as his film goes. You know, the, f the first couple of games you were able to find 
on some of these cutups, depending which one you watch, you're thinking, oh boy, like if you watch the Miami game, you're thinking, oh my goodness, this guy's a real good quarterback. He's top notch. But then if you put on the bowl game against Navy, you're thinking, oh my goodness, what is this guy doing? So where's the balance with Kurt Benkert? I, you know, you could say he's probably more in the middle, but um, again, he's another guy that I was intrigued by, and he definitely showed some of that at the Senior Bowl as well, and especially at the game. Now, granted, you got to take the game with with a grain of salt, but in terms of the actual game itself and some of the passing game, the uh, like the numbers. Laletta and Benker were actually two of the better quarterbacks. Laletta, in fact, threw three touchdowns at the senior bowl. And remember, this is also competing with a, a, a guy like Josh Allen, who some in the media have pegged as the potential number one overall pick. So those are those are definitely two guys, the way they held themselves, that I would, I would definitely like to see. I, I would be pretty happy if the Panthers were to take one of those two guys, Lawletta or Ben Kurt, in the middle rounds and bring him in eventually as the backup quarterback to Cam Newton. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And then the last guy I mentioned, since he'll probably be a late-round pick, uh, I, th- I think he's worthy of being drafted, but he may not be get drafted. You never know. Uh, JT Barrett of Ohio State. Now we know it felt like he was at Ohio State forever, but he was definitely one of the key cogs in that offense and especially this past season, one of the reasons they were so successful ultimately winning the Cotton Bowl in dominating fashion really over USC. And then Barrett went on to play in the Shrine game and was one of the better quarterbacks there and there are certainly a couple other draftable quarterbacks there, namely uh, Riley Ferguson of Memphis. I believe Quentin Flowers of South Florida was there. So, but Barrett shined, and I think some would say he he maybe was the best quarterback at the Shrine game. So I think he's definitely worthy of being drafted. And, you know, you could say the style of play, or at least coming out of college, is pretty similar to Cam Newton that option offense. So, you know, Barrett wouldn't be a bad guy that if the Panthers say, don't take a quarterback in the middle rounds, they're in the seventh round. They're looking because they have a couple picks in the seventh round as well. They're looking and saying, maybe we should, we haven't gotten a uh, pick the quarterback yet. Maybe we should look into that. Barrett could be one of those potential options late or even, uh, when you get to the undrafted free agent signing, Barrett's a guy. Flowers is a guy. Flowers is very athletic, so he's he's an intriguing option. Uh, I mentioned, and again, even the, the daily mock draft I just did, I mentioned Logan Woodside. Uh, 
and a couple other names for the late rounds to keep in mind. Brandon Silvers of Troy, uh, Mike White of Western Kentucky. So those, those are just a few names on top of the ones I've already mentioned that I would probably keep an eye on as far as as far as guys the Panthers could take in April as even at very worst a developmental third quarterback that could eventually become the number two because again with Derek Anderson a free agent and you don't know if they're going to re-sign him and Garrett Gilbert is kind of eh, you know you could easily argue that one of these quarterbacks coming up could easily beat out Gilbert for a roster spot. But if it were up to me, I would definitely look at Kyle Laletta and then probably Kurt Benkert as far as those middle round options to uh, to back up Cam Newton. Because again, they're, they're two guys that I was really intrigued by at the Senior Bowl and even watching their film a little bit. Now, granted, especially with a guy like Lawletta, there's not a whole lot of film out there. You, you kind of have to search. But there there are some cut-ups of him, of him, so if you guys want to check him out, there are there are some clips on YouTube. Uh, I believe it, you could find his game against James Madison and I think Villanova and a couple others. So. But de- definitely check him out. And... Um, and let, let me know what you guys think. You know, if you guys are watching, if you guys have checked out Laletta, what do you think? Are you intrigued by his upside? Would you be happy with him coming to Carolina as the backup? You know, let, let me know your thoughts on Twitter. You know, of course, you can follow me at Bill underscore Seti on Twitter. Um, and check out my work at Panthers Wire. Again, you could read the whole article that I wrote on the quarterbacks over at PanthersWire.com. Um, and then, of course, I do work for Bengals Wire where I'm doing a series on prospects at all the positions, just kind of running through one for each round. I actually just did running backs, so you guys can check that out. And eventually we'll talk here about running backs. I think we're going to maybe do a similar series here as well. Since we did quarterbacks, we'll jump into some of the other positions and, of course, talk about the team itself and how their depth chart at those positions shape up. Now, quarterback, obviously, not a whole lot to talk about. We know Cam Newton had a strong season and again his big cap number means he's not going anywhere for a while it's really just a matter of what you do behind him with Garrett Gilbert having a small cap number so you know he's obviously easily expendable and then a matter of whether or not they re-sign Derek Anderson so with that I think we'll wrap things up I think it was uh, another good talk here talking quarterbacks because of course everybody loves to talk quarterbacks when it comes to the nfl don't they so thanks so much for listening guys really do appreciate it remember to leave your rating and comment on itunes whether good or bad you know i've seen them both so however you feel and again hit me up on twitter if you have any questions uh I might bring back a mailbag at some point so again, if you have any questions just hit me up on twitter at bill underscore Rossetti. And again, thanks so much for listening. Remember to check out the other podcasts, including the Locked On NFL Draft with John Ledyard and Trevor Sikama. By the way, happy birthday, John, a good friend of mine. Definitely one of my favorite people here on, on Twitter and the Locked On Network. So uh, if you guys come in contact with him, remember to wish him a happy birthday as well and go check out 
him and Trevor on the Locked On NFL Draft because they just do a fantastic job getting you ready for the NFL Draft. We've got the Combine coming up, so that'll be intriguing to watch. So just stay tuned, and we'll have you covered here across the Locked On Podcast Network. Until next time, I'm Bill Rossetti. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Panthers Podcast, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. And until next time, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.